the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Monday, June the 28th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1778, Mary Molly Pitcher Hayes Macaulay. (laughs) She was the wife of an American artilleryman. She uh, began uh, carrying water to soldiers at the Battle of Monmouth. You may have heard the heard the phrase Molly Pitcher. Well, that's Molly Pitcher. That happened today in 1778. Today on June 28, 1940, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Alien Restoration Act, also known as the Smith Act, that required adult foreigners residing in the U.S. to be registered and fingerprinted. Today in 1884, Congress declared Labor Day to be a legal holiday. Today in 1902, Congress passed the Spooner Bill that authorized a canal to be built across the Isthmus of Panama. Today in 1914, Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria and his wife were shot to death in Sarajevo by this Serb nationalist. That was the actual act that sparked World War I. And today in 1919, the Treaty of Versailles was signed in France, ending the First World War. Today, in 1915, uh, North Korean forces captured Seoul, the capital of South Korea. And today, in 1951, a TV version of the radio comedy Amos and Andy premiered on CBS. It was the first network TV series to feature an all-black cast. But it came under a lot of criticism because they said it was racial stereotyping. 1951. Today, in 1964, civil rights activist Malcolm X, he declared, we want equality by any means necessary. And he meant that. He said that during the founding rally of the Organization of Afro-American Unity in New York. And today, in 1978, the Supreme Court ordered the University of California Davis Medical School to admit Alan Bakke, a white man, He had argued that he'd been a victim of reverse racial discrimination. That's a little bit that's happened in the world in which we live. Over the weekend, China's new ambassador to the United Kingdom, he marked the 100th anniversary of Chinese communism with a series of events in England, London, including a speech with the Communist Party of Britain and a wreath laying ceremony at the tomb of Karl Marx. The Chinese Communist Party is the largest of its kind in the world, as you probably know, has 92 million members. They held this joint event over the weekend. It was co-hosted on Saturday by the Chinese ambassador. He addressed Comrade Robert Griffiths, the general secretary of the Chinese Party of Great Britain, He hailed the pioneers of the international communist movement, Karl Marx and Frederick Engels, who lived in the United Kingdom in the 19th century. He said, he declared, these men 
Marx and Engels are the future of humanity. So if you're ever wondering what China is really thinking, that's what they're really thinking. But let me let me give you some other news, better news. Psalm chapter 90. It talks about the eternity of God and about man's frailty. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men, for a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it was past. And like a watch in the night, you carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which grows up. In the morning, it flourishes and grows up. In the evening, it is cut down and withers. The point of this is God is in control. God has always been in control. God will always be in control because he is almighty God who created everything that exists. All things were created by him, Jesus Christ, the son of God himself. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, John wrote. That is true. That is absolutely, eternally true. A worldview is simply a total, the sum of our total beliefs. I talk about that a lot on this program, our worldview. It's the big picture. It directs our daily decisions, our actions. When faced with a problem or a challenge, our, our worldview becomes the source and the foundation on which we make our action or our response. We all have worldviews, whether we know it or not. What we are is really what we think, what we believe. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so we all have a worldview. Sometimes and Unfortunately, often it is laced with some Christianity because of the dominance of Christianity in America. Still to this day, I mean, you would be led to believe if you listen to the media that there's no Christians left in America. Well, there are, and they know it. And every day they work to undermine our children and the adults and try to try to dilute, if not cancel, any Christian worldview, biblical worldview. But we filter everything that we see and hear through our worldview. We, that determines how we act, speak, think. As Christians, it's important that we, we craft our worldviews with information that's pure and godly, and information, most importantly, that correlates, that syncs up with the Bible. That presumes that we know what the Bible says. If evil corrupts our foundation then we're not able to live our lives as Christ has called us to live. And our lives are constantly filled with anxiety and uncertainty and fear. And that is what Satan does. Satan does not have power to move the mountains and to do what God does. God and Satan are not two competing equal powers. Satan is created and he's already been destroyed by the, by the word of the Lord and will ultimately be cast into the lake of fire. But during this time in which we live, Satan has the, the ability to deceive. 
And part of the deception is that he is an equal competing good and evil. We we see this all the time, the, the tension of good and evil, the dueling for the soul of man and so on. And it gives us the idea that there are these two equal powers out there. Well, there, are, there isn't. Satan is a defeated foe in his last throes of activity, and his main agenda, his main tool, is deception. The truth of the matter is that God has been in control since creation and before creation. And he will be beyond infinity. God is in control. So if we have a biblical worldview, we can look at things, whatever's happening in our world, we can look at that through the lens of a biblical worldview. We can be faithful to what Christ has called us to do in our lives as Christians. But it's crucial, it's critical to have a biblical worldview so that we can avoid the corruption of today's society and the fear and the anxiety. Suicides are up. I mean, people are self-destructing because they don't know what to do. They can't deal with what's going on in our culture. The influence of the media, education today is feeding all of this. We need to stand and reject the progressive views that are out there everywhere, whether it's children's television, adult television, whether it's entertainment, supposedly, quote-unquote, the news media, whatever it is, it's out there and it's undermining people's lives. And it's foisting fear on people to the point sometimes of self-destruction. Professors dominate, intimidate the students in schools, lower grades, college, universities. They intimidate the students. There's tyranny in higher education that is gravely harming our nation, stealing our children, and mocking God. So in the context of this program, what we try to do every day is to help you establish, to be informed, we've got to be informed, and to help you establish what is happening, be informed, but establish that, and your actions and responses to what's happening in the world based on a biblical worldview. With that in mind, I want to talk to you a little bit about Nike, you know, the sneaker company that makes tennis shoes and a bunch of other stuff, obviously. The CEO of that brand, Nike, it's a Northwest brand based in Portland, worldwide. The CEO made a stupid statement. I know what he was trying to do. I mean, he, he was trying to play both, both ends toward the middle, as my dad used to say. But he said, Nike is a brand of China and for China. That caught my attention. I wasn't out reading stories about Nike, but I saw this as I was doing research for this program, and I thought, I want to talk about that. Why is he saying that? Well, I want to tell you why he's saying that, but I want to tell you this prevailing idea in America. We need to be informed. We need to know what's going on. Ranking Republican member of the House Intelligence Committee, Devin Nunes, he's a good guy. <clears throat> he's all over this kind of stuff. He said yesterday that investigations have found that China's malign influence is deepening across corporate America. It isn't just this guy at Nike, this Donahoe, the CEO. He said there's growing concern in the U.S. that Nike is dependent 
on Uyghur slave labor in China for Nike products. In his attempt to convince Wall Street that everything is under control in China, Nike CEO Joe Donahue, Donahue, he told them this week that Nike is a brand that is of China and for China. So that's the context in which he said this. Nunes, Representative Nunes, says Americans have got to be informed because of the depth of China's control of corporate America. So let's talk a little bit about that. China, or Nike is a brand that is of China and for China? We always kind of thought that Swish was kind of an American product. Oh, no, not anymore. Who's the seller and who's the buyer on this deal? Nike CEO seems to be admitting that Nike exists to serve the communist China. While the sneaker company is telling Wall Street and Main Street that it does not directly source its product material from the forced labor of nearly a million Uyghur Muslims in China, many in America and elsewhere realize the country's supply chains are interwoven. President Trump talked about that all the time because he was deeply concerned about it. We have given away so much of America to China that we have become dependent. And that's the issue. And that's what this is about. But Trump was just telling it like it is. I mean, he was just saying it out loud. And to the chagrin of many, including Republicans, rhino-type Republicans. But one example is the Uyghurs. They are being, they're, they're being held by the Chinese Communist Party. There's about a million of them. And they're being held in this province, this area of China. And they're forced labor. They produce... 80% of China's cotton, for example. So they're woven into this international or globalist market. That's where the problem comes. The human rights issues have become so concerning that our House of Representatives passed a bill, Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act, passed the House 406 to 3, but it hasn't gone anywhere yet. Nike partnered with Coca-Cola and Apple to lobby against that bill just this past November. The bill would have imposed various restrictions related to China's uh, Uyghur Anonymous region, autonomous region, including prohibiting certain imports from the area and imposing sanctions on those responsible for human rights violations there. An Australian report, I noticed, carried this about a year ago. They were getting concerned about this because China's expanding in the South China Sea and that is in Australia's backyard basically and so they've been really paying attention to China in Australia as they should but they said that they found that Nike, Apple and 80 other corporations were directly or indirectly benefiting from the abusive labor transfer programs. But not only is China providing forced labor to increase Nike's profit margin, but China has also become a huge market for Nike itself. You say, well, but Gary, I, I thought you were a capitalist. Well, I am. I'll get to that in a moment. Donahue says, we have been in China for over 40 years. Well, he's, he's right. Phil Knight went to China and made a deal when he started Nike. He made a deal to get cheap tennis shoes. I mean, he called it a sneaker company when he started Maybe that has a double entendre, but nonetheless, that is true. An earnings report released last Thursday shows $1.9 billion 
for a three-month period in sales in China. This is an increase of 17% over the same period last year. I am a capitalist. I believe Jesus taught capitalism. If you don't believe that, read carefully. There are a number of verses. I've done a whole program on this and probably will again. But read carefully the parable of the ten talents. You do not see the government show up in any of that. Jesus was making a greater point, as he always did in his parables. But the assumption was, the basis of the assumption was capitalism. Jesus also called out hypocrisy. And here's the issue. Nike and others who are milking China while milking America are hypocrites. They are enjoying the benefits of our society and of capitalism while they're cozying up to the Communist Party to sell more, in this case, tennis shoes or whatever. I mean, Nike sells everything. But there are other companies. It isn't Coca-Cola and, and Apple and all these guys are doing the same thing. There's no loyalty there to America, the, the basis on which these companies have even been able to be built and thrive in the first place. So hypocrisy is deep. The same people who claim equity and equality and human rights here in America, and they're just beside themselves, they're over the top if you say the wrong pronoun or whatever. These same people couldn't care less that a million people being held, they're Muslims, Uyghurs, are being held and forced labor. It's slavery. They couldn't care less as long as they get their products made cheaply. And again, I'm not arguing against capitalism. I'm simply pointing out the hypocrisy of it all. The same people who are lecturing you, Coca-Cola and Apple and Nike and all these people, that you need to be, you're a systemically racist and we're going to fix this. Or we're going to have multiple pronouns, millions of pronouns for transgenders who need medical help. They don't need to be celebrated. They're the same people. Once they get outside the United States, they couldn't care less. Those aren't convictions that drive these people. Those are convictions that they see progressively as a means to an end. And that's how progressivism works. Follow the money. 80% of Nike's donations this past year, $604,000 they gave political and political donations, went to Democrats. We're, the Democrats are so obsessed with equity, but now they're silent as China just rolls on. And they just sort of sit back and say nothing or support them. It's generally known the reason the Democrats who voted for the Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act in the House, where it passed big time, they did so because they knew the bill wasn't going to go anywhere. So they could go back to their big donors in these various corporations and say, well, I, I voted for it, I had to, but I knew it wasn't going to happen, so I knew there wasn't going to be any consequences. Virtue signaling without consequences. That's what the Pharisees were used to doing in the time of Jesus. And then this man from Nazareth showed up, and he began to call them out. Jesus didn't come to this earth, God became flesh, to call out the hypocrites. He came for a greater cause. He came to die for your sins and mine. But a part of that message 
called out the hypocrites. You know the stories if you've been to Sunday school, read the Bible, and many of you are devout Christians who listen to this program. Do you know the stories? Smash the tables, turn them over because of the activities going on in the temple. Jesus called out hypocrisy wherever. In fact, he told the Pharisees they're like a tomb. He said, you're whitewashed on the outside and rotten on the inside. Somebody needs to stand up with a large voice and maybe say the words of Jesus to the culture. Several conservative news organizations tried to contact Nike over the weekend, and they didn't get a call back. We'll see what happens today on this issue. It isn't a new issue, but it's taken on a new heightened uh, prominence in the culture over the weekend. The House Intelligence Committee says China's uh, China's influence is deepening across corporate America. That was said yesterday in the news. China's been indoctrinating our children through their public school campus-based Confucius Institutes for a number of years. I've written about it in our Faith and Freedom Daily column that we publish every day. I've talked about it on this radio program. The light, the light has been turned on to that now, not by me, but I mean, I'm one of many voices. But some of the schools have canceled it because they got some pushback from parents. But the institutes on these campuses remain. China's been funding. They've been providing free teachers to schools who are always out of money. They've been providing all kinds of resources that the schools say, yeah, yeah, let's do this. They have infiltrated every part of America. And I'm not talking about the Chinese people. I'm talking about the communist government that owns China right now. Yesterday, Representative Devin Nunes, he's the ranking Republican. He's from California and a really good guy. He's a member on the House Intelligence Committee. He told the press that they found, he told, I think it was Fox News. He told they found that China's malign influence is deepening across corporate America, alarmingly so. He said that includes the pharmaceutical um, industry, manufacturing, agriculture, uh, entertainment, media, finance, sports, technology. The investigation is determined, of which he is a part of the investigation. The Chinese Communist Party, by its control over the Chinese business firms, is manipulating and coercing U.S. businesses into sharing key technologies with China and helping Beijing acquire sensitive intellectual property, which benefits China-based firms at the expense of the U.S. industry. How long can these firms tear down the very foundation upon which they built their companies? Do they not understand if you kill the goose, there will be no more golden eggs? I don't know. I mean, I'm not... That's smart. These guys are supposed to be smart. They're running the world's biggest companies. I mean, it's like, I don't know, you may have heard this illustration before. It just came to me, but it makes the point. There's this guy out in the desert. I told it in a sermon somewhere along the line. My congregation probably heard it several times. But anyway, you haven't heard it, I don't think, except those of you who have been around me in the past. But this guy is out in the desert, and he's oh, he's dying of thirst. The weather is kind of like it is in the Northwest now, today, yesterday. So he's dying of thirst, and he sees this old abandoned house, and he walks up to it, and, and he, he's just about to die from and be overcome from thirst and heat and so on. So he walks up to this old house, and this 
there's this this well, those pumps. Remember those pumps where, you know, you hand pump it and the water comes out and so on? Well, you had to prime those a lot of times. So he walks up there, and lo and behold, he finds this this quart jar filled with water. And he, he grabs it, and he thinks, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live. I'm going to make it. And there's a note on it, and it says, you can either drink this quart of water and live another day, or you can trust me and pour it in the pump and prime it, and you can drink all the water you want. What decision would you make? Well, these corporations are making the decision to drink the jar. Forget about tomorrow. Progressives are always progressing. They have no view, really, of the past, or they ignore it. And the future is evolving. Who knows what the future is? And that's why I constantly say on this program, God is in control. And I read the scripture this morning from my my Bible. I the Chinese officials are giving guidance and direction to U.S. businesses to influence their business operations, investment strategy, strategic directions to benefit China. This investigation found that China employs a wide range of initiatives to influence and shape the events. For example, China controls U.S. supply chain for some of the most important products, medical supplies. Trump kept hammering on this when he was president. Some people mocked him and others agreed, but said, wow, what can we do? Sometimes we find ourselves being that proverbial frog in the kettle. In 2017, George Barna, the guy that actually used that, that illustration first, the frog in the kettle, George Barna, he's the leading Christian conservative pollster, at least in my view and in the view of many. He took a look, a hard look, at worldview. I wrote an article about China today on faithandfreedom.us, and in it I included George Barna's, one of the best um, polls or surveys that I've seen on worldview. And it's in-depth. I mean, it takes you, not hours, but it takes you 10, 15 minutes to read it. But I would encourage you to read that, especially if you have kids, you want to pass some of this along to them. I mean, it's phenomenal. I, it, it's several years old now, but the the numbers have changed, but the trends have not. And take a look at that, faithandfreedom.us. And scroll down when you see the article. Some of what I've said today is in the article, but you'll see, see this, and there will be a link to his study. Only 17% of Christians who consider their faith important and attend church regularly actually have a, a biblical worldview. 38% of practicing Christians are sympathetic to some Muslim teachings, and 61% agree with ideas rooted in new spirituality or, or new age. 54% resonate with postmodern views, and 36% of Christians, professing Christians, accept ideas that are associated with Marxism. And 29% believe ideas that are based on purely on humanism, and secularism. There's much more. I'm just about out of time, but thank you for being with me today. It's always my privilege. I'm honored that you would take the time to spend with us each morning on this program. I also want to thank you for your support. Without it, we would not be here. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98. 
0009, Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow.